2: Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford.
3: And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we'll be discussing The Muppet Christmas Carol.
2: Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for Belle.
3: You did love me. Once.
2: <laughs> oh, Rizzo.
3: For a children's film, there are some really emotional moments.
2: Honestly, it's an emotional ride.
3: I love that Rizzo is really in touch with his feelings. Just because he's a man. Well, I mean, he's not really a man. He's a rat. <laughs> Ratty. Ratty. <laughs> but he's showing his emotion and good for him
2: i feel like at christmas that's the time where you can be a bit cry yeah it is christmas and you can cry if you want to <laughs> oh wait that's birthday
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's jesus's birthday oh true
2: <laughs> now this film i think it's very underrated well I
3: had never seen it before watching it for the podcast. And I now see what I've been missing for all these years.
2: Mm, I'm just like in love with Rizzo. I'm in love with a rat, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny. So a Muppet Christmas Carol is the Muppet characters telling their version of the classic tale, A Christmas Carol.
3: That's right. So we have this character, Scrooge who is just an evil, horrible man who doesn't really believe in celebrating Christmas. He is visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. And kind of through that journey together with the lovely Bob Cratchit and his family, the spirits kind of open up Scrooge's mind and his heart. And he discovers the true meaning of Christmas.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind a Christmas spirit coming to me on Christmas Eve. We go back to last year and they're like, don't have as many roast potatoes and then the next day I'll be like oh yeah
3: I'm visited by Christmas spirits all year round and honey their names are gin vodka and... <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to their visits every night yeah <laughs> so this film was released in 1992 which makes it 29 years old oh it was out the same day you were born and not Oops. the same day
2: <laughs> what? The same year I was born. This film is as old as me.
3: Yeah, sorry. I think I've been visited by Christmas spirit early tonight. <laughs> it's got Michael Caine. It's got singing vegetables. It's got a rubber chicken factory. I mean, it pretty much contains everything you'd ever want from a Christmas movie.
2: Topped with a sprinkling of comic timing.
3: Oh my God, this film is actually hilarious.
2: And considering the director of this film is Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son. Yes. This was his first directing debut. Yeah. Which is insane.
3: You never know. No.
2: And for people who don't know this, he was 28 years old when he directed this film. So,
3: honestly, we've done nothing with our lives.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, which is absolutely wild. So, for people who don't know this, Jim Henson, who is Muppet royalty, he passed away when he was 53 years old.
3: Yeah, just a couple of years before this film came out.
2: I know. I think it was pneumonia that he passed away from. Just like Tiny Tim. Oh, no. Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Not over that heartbreak. Um, But Brian did an amazing job on this film. Like, we absolutely love it.
3: As we mentioned, Michael Caine was on board to play Scrooge. And when production started, he said to brian henson look i'm gonna play this movie like i'm working with the royal shakespeare company i'll never do anything muppety i'm gonna play scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and that there aren't any puppets around me and um brian henson replied like yeah bang on like go for it like that's exactly what we want and he
2: was so good in this honestly like the contrast between serious and fall off the sofa laughing is. Perfect. Yeah. So also in this film, we have Rizzo the Rat and Kermit the Frog. Hey, Miss Piggy. Is that okay? (laughs) In this film, they're voiced by a guy called Steve Whitmire. He took over doing Kermit the Frog from Jim Henson.
3: Jim Henson was voicing and puppeting Kermit at the same time.
2: Yeah, but obviously because he passed away, Steve stepped in something quite magical happened and this might be like christmas magic he went to sleep the night before they were recording yeah and he said that jim came to him in his sleep he had a dream where he met jim henson in a hotel lobby and told him how like unsure he was about playing kermit henson reassured him and he said that the feeling would pass and then Whitmire woke up and was like (gasps) okay, I actually feel like I've had some sort of confirmation. And then he did an amazing job the next day.
3: Wow. I know. So we have a couple other actors in this film that we should mention. A guy called Stephen McIntosh, who played Fred, Scrooge's nephew. Mm -hmm. We have Robin Weaver playing Clara, who plays Fred's wife. Did you recognize her?
2: Not one bit. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
3: (laughs) I mean, they don't really compare to Michael Caine, but I really recognize her face. She, this is so random. She plays Simon's mum in The Inbetweeners.
2: What? recognize her from
3: that well wow,
2: she's got a great cv
3: right <laughs> muppets in betweeners that's it that's actually. it but right? that's what you need
2: exactly
3: <laughs> and then we have jessica fox who is the voice of the ghost of christmas past mm-hmm. and i looked her up
2: it's bloody nancy
3: from Hollyoaks.
2: whoa okay <laughs> we also have frank oz he's a really famous Muppeteer.
3: oh right
2: yeah he is the voice of miss piggy He's the voice of Miss
3: Piggy. Mm. What? Oh, Kermie, oh. why do
2: you have to be like this? She gets so annoyed. <laughs> She's kind of aggressive.
3: Oh, my God, that was amazing. Okay, well, if Frank Oz, you know, touch wood, if he ever passed away, <laughs> we've got a replacement right here.
2: Brian Henson, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> that really hurt my esophagus.
3: <laughs> Honey, we're not even in best quotes yet. I know. you got a long way to go. Oh,
2: Frank Oz, he also voices Fuzzy Bear, Animal Sam the Eagle, and then in Sesame Street he does Cookie Monster, Bert, Grover, <gasps> and in Monsters Inc. he's Fungus.
3: Oh my God! Of course.
2: Yeah. So he is iconic.
3: He is a talented. with the little line above the e. Oh yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> so yeah, shall we go on to um, best supporting character? Uh, sounds great, Miss Piggy. Don't call me a pig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, let's talk about best supporting characters, and I want to start off with the talking and singing vegetables in the opening song. There's a part where a cart is being pulled with loads of talking pumpkins, and one of them is shouting,
0: Help! I'm being stolen!
3: Help us! (laughs) And then, here's what I don't understand. Immediately after, we see Gonzo and Rizzo, and Rizzo's eating an apple, So is he eating a talking apple or is he just eating an apple? Like, where's the line between like fruit and veg that talk and fruit and veg that's just fruit and veg?
2: It's both exist, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) It's in
3: a world where humans and Muppets like coincide. But I thought they were so cute. And there's so many kind of supporting characters in this film.
2: There's so many. I think we should shout out Marley and Marley. Yes. Who were Jacob and Robert ebenezer scrooge's old business partners yeah who have like passed away and they come to haunt him ebenezer's sitting there and he's like eating cheese and a whole loaf of bread <laughs> sorry someone's not going to Mars. <laughs> maybe that was the plus of living in the 1800s if
3: you want to travel to marbella it's gonna take you like four months by like boat so you've got time to lose the weight if you wanted
2: <laughs> you'll leave when you're 25 and get there when you're 40 <laughs>
3: <laughs> can't get into the under 25s club
2: oh i can't get into ocean club now
3: <laughs> <laughs> i bet scrooge would love a phone party
2: oh my god yeah I definitely. just imagine that a few shots of whiskey at the bar <laughs> <laughs> but yeah marley and marley marley,
3: marley and marley, marley.
2: Whoa! Maybe we can change that to our theme song. We're Emily and Barney. Whoa! Whoa.
3: But yeah, I love Marley and Marley, especially when one of the Marleys' faces turns up at the doorknob of Scrooge. And I'm sorry, his chin looks like balls.
2: There's bum chin and then there's bull's chin. Yeah, that's oh, too much. <laughs> Way is, too much. Yeah. But yeah, I do love it. They have their laugh. They're all chained up. Yeah. So they're all like jangly. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> Between every sentence.
3: But for two people that are visiting from hell that are wrapped in chains, they're in good spirits.
2: Right. <laughs> okay. So the other like really good Muppet character that I love is Sam the Eagle.
0: Mm. Great
2: unibrow. He plays the headmaster in this, so it's when Scrooge gets visited by Ghost of Christmas Pass. God, it's annoying little voice. But, but he goes back to his old school and yeah. he's like, oh, this is where I decided on the profession I wanted to have. And that's me as a boy. That's my old friend, my best friend, Edmund and um, Henry or, or whatever Scrooge says. Yeah. Anyway, the headmaster, he's just so good and he's got this great line. Work hard, lad, and one day your life will be as solid as this very building. And then the shelf behind collapses. Huh. I've been meaning to fix that shelf. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ten out of ten for effort on
2: the accent. And the funniest thing is obviously <laughs> Gonzo, aka Charles Dickens, and Rizzo are sat at the end of the shelf and they're like, wah. <laughs>
3: I love this adorable little character. I don't even know if he or she has got a name, but it's basically the bunny um, that turns up at Scrooge's work um, at the beginning when he's still like a mean old fart. He hears a knock on the door and he opens it and there's this adorable Muppet rabbit and he's singing Good King Wenceslas. And then he's like, Penny for the guy, governor. And then Scrooge throws this Christmas wreath that Fred left for him at the bunny. And he's like,
2: ah! I mean, the other small character we need to talk about because he is literally like the main character in this film and the love of my life, <laughs> Rizzo the rat. He's very funny. He is not suited for literature like Gonzo says and he just gets stuck in chimneys. He falls in cold water when his tail gets burned and like turns into an absolute icicle. <laughs> And he's like this big rat-shaped pop school when they walk into Fozzie's party and then Gonzo like smacks it on the table and it breaks and he's like... (laughs) But somehow he survives and he still jokes.
3: He's so loyal to Gonzo slash Charles Dickens. Like I remember when they're in Scrooge's work and um, Gonzo (laughs) is using Rizzo as a kind of like fire... Not extinguisher. You know that there's like kind of squeezy things to, that blows air to like keep the fire going. Yeah, Gonzo's using Rizzo as one of those. He's like, <gasps> 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 like, I'm sorry, your face is in the oven. Like that is gonna hurt. But he was doing it for the greater good. So he absolutely deserves to be in this category.
2: He's amazing.
3: He's such a good friend. And
2: I love it when Gonzo and Rizzo grab hold of the Ghost of Christmas past and fly over London and Gonzo's like hello London and Rizzo's like goodbye lunch (laughs) because he's so scared and that's like the dynamic Gonzo's so confident Rizzo's just like hungry and scared all the time that's why we're compatible
3: (laughs) he is deserving of best supporting character but I think we agree that there is one more character who just got there
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we could have awarded it to Fozzywig. We could have awarded it to Tiny Tim. <laughs> and we could have awarded it to Young Scrooge. Not like Young Young Scrooge, but like...
3: Yeah, Young, young Adult, young, young adult Scrooge.
2: Scrooge. Someone on the internet has called him a stud muffin.
3: And honey, they are not wrong. He
2: is not wrong. <laughs> um, oh, no. No, but we do need to award it to... Belinda <laughs> Cratchit. Yes, who is (gasps) Mrs. Cratchit's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And side note, she is called Emily Cratchit, which... It's a compliment. It creased me, okay? I was like, oh my God, I'm Miss Piggy. (laughs) But yeah, there's that hilarious moment between Belinda Cratchit and Miss Piggy. And this is why Belinda needs to be awarded Best Supporting Character.
3: Completely. Completely said we couldn't eat the chestnuts until father and tiny Tim get home
0: uh, I, I, I wasn't eating them I, I, was, um, I was merely checking them to see if they were not burnt it, it is a you. And do not shout Bettina I'm Belinda.
2: I'm Bettina oh, 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 of course you are Bettina
0: Belinda.
2: whatever <laughs>
3: <laughs> she looks at the cat. oh my god that was not clear at all but guys if you know you know <laughs>
0: the film it's on district Plus
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so... Peppa Pig <laughs> 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 I love that TikTok <laughs> that TikTok cigarette. <singers. laughs> I'm Peppa Pig
3: <laughs> Honestly what is it about pigs that are like the most iconic characters <laughs>
2: delighted to say that our gift card and gift wrap collaboration with the amazing british illustrator zoe spry has done so well we've designed some christmas versions for you so if you go to zoespry.com that's z-o-e-s-p-r-y.com
3: we've got christmas cards we've got notebooks that are perfect for stocking fillers we've got christmas wrapping paper honestly this collection is incredible check it out now worldwide shipping and if you're quick enough it will get to you before christmas so enjoy
2: Okay, so now we are going to do most iconic outfit.
3: Now, the Victorian era was full of iconic outfits, so it's going to be hard to whittle it down.
2: I know. It was the year of the bonnet. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, if you didn't have a bonnet, then you weren't living.
3: Unless, of course, you had pneumonia, in which case you you also weren't living.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, tiny Tim. Too soon, too soon. So yeah, the costume designers for A Muppet Christmas Carol were Polly Smith and Anne Hollywood. So Polly was the puppet costume designer. Yeah. And Anne was like the human actor's designer.
3: And you can tell the amount of work that went into these was a lot because they all look amazing. And I'm sorry, having on your CV that you were like head of costuming for the Muppets, like
2: That is so cool. Yeah. Tell me, what famous people have you dressed? Oh, just Kermit the Frog, but that's uh, none of my business.
3: You know memes from like 2011? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. First of all, we really need to talk about Rizzo's outfit in the beginning. Rizzo's Wagoneer smock. (laughs) I love a smock. Yeah, we love a smock. It's just
3: sensible, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so he's there. He's selling the apples with uh, Gonzo. And um, he's just got this cute little smock on. It's like a beige shirt, a little bit puff sleeved. Mm. um, And it's got loads of like embroidery on it. And attention to detail, Polly, congratulations.
3: Yeah, it looked amazing. Emily and I were at a party on the weekend and your shirt actually reminded me of Rizzo's shirt because it kind of had these amazing puffy sleeves.
2: See, meant to be. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I'm not saying you reminded me of a rat. Well <laughs> I'm just saying Rizzo had as good a fashion taste as you do.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay, good, good save.
3: <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention Scrooge's outfit that we see him in the majority of the mm-hmm. film. Um because obviously he's been woken up in the night by these three spirits and they've taken him on this wild goose chase. Yeah. He refers to it as his best dressing gown. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. Honey, you look like a book of carpet samples. <laughs> It was so gross. <laughs> it was all red and a bit, it was kind of like textured and heavy and there was this weird pattern on it. And he topped it off with this white like beanie hat that hmm. had a little tassel. Do you want to be a curtain or what?
2: I I know, like nightcap. Like, why? What's the
3: purpose of a nightcap? I'm
2: not sure. Okay, I
3: actually don't understand. Can we do? Yeah.
2: Purpose of a nightcap.
3: A nightcap is a cloth cap worn with other nightwear such as pajamas, a onesie, a nightshirt, or a nightgown. They are somewhat similar to winter beanies worn in cold climates of Northern Europe. And I'm sorry, is this not crazy? The image that Wikipedia have chosen to illustrate a nightcap, it's
2: Scrooge! (gasps) And also trade that dressing gown. I'm all about the waffle robe.
3: I was going to say, are you a waffle gal or like a fuzzy lumpkin?
2: I'm a white waffle robe girl.
3: Oh, no. That's very like spa. Yeah. Spa. Oh my God. Absolutely. I have a gray fluffy robe that I got maybe 10 Christmases ago because there's actually a photo of me in my first year of uni wearing the same <laughs> same one. It's classic. It has been washed. I promise.
2: Speaking of Scrooge and his outfit, we mm. can talk about young Ebenezer Scrooge, the stud muffin. We've got to give a shout out to his very cool structured gray coat. Very Zara man.
0: Ooh. And
2: I'm thinking, like, yeah, boy. Because, you know, if you're going to break up with someone, your outfit's got to look good.
3: So if you're going to break up with someone, at least look good.
2: Yeah. So then, so they're like, oh, damn. So he did a great job.
3: Good for him. I bought a gray peacoat once because Edward Cullen had one in Twilight. <laughs> you know what? I didn't give Robert Pattinson vibes, sadly.
2: <laughs> what vibes did you give? <laughs>
3: Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? Very <laughs> that.
2: Oh, I didn't even. Go, I'm not a Twilight person. Sorry. Speaking of coats, Gonzo obviously needs a shout out for his Charles Dickens outfit. He's got a red wool coat, a brown tweed waistcoat. Actually, he's wearing two waistcoats. So that was. Obviously, I'm sorry. That was obviously a trend in the 1800s. Wow.
3: Maybe one to cinch him in. And then one to just for fashion.
2: Yeah, it's like when you wear like a denim jacket under like a trench or something.
3: Ooh. You know,
2: like giving fashionista vibes. I
3: love layers.
2: Yeah, I'm into layers. Um, He's got a blue and white silk cravat, a white shirt, tweed trousers, and red and white striped stockings. And side lace boots.
3: That is the definition of fashionista.
2: I know. I, like whenever I want to do a Gonzo impersonation, I want to... <laughs> Pretend I got a really long nose <laughs> and then it helps me get into character. <laughs> but he doesn't really talk like that. He's more kind of like this. <laughs> Come on, Frizzle. I'm Charles Dickens. Sorry. And he's <laughs> 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 like, what are you doing? Yeah, Emily looks up
3: and <laughs> I've been gone for 10 minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay and he also looked really good at Fuzzy wigs party so obviously they go back to like the 1790s or something and he's wearing a matching striped red and white coat buckled shoes and breeches and rizzo is wearing the same god people just
3: put in so much more effort in the old days with clothes
2: oh my god 100 they look like two little barbershop quartets
3: Cute. without the other two
2: like where are the others
3: pneumonia
2: oh yeah true It was the 1800s. Here we are to sing you a song song. Oh. (laughs) Belle, Scrooge's ex, she's a bonnet queen.
3: Bonnet queen. She was stunning.
2: (laughs) She had a very nice like mint green and kind of like lilac laced dress Mm -hmm. at the fuzzy wig party. Yeah, I feel like Belle, she was the best dressed woman in this film. Clara, meh. Fred's fiance. She wasn't mm. doing stuff, but Fred was actually doing f- a few things. He had a very nice cravat, tartan waistcoat, and trousers. You mm. know, in the bit where they're playing charades, and he's wearing trousers with a fly front opening. <laughs> so
3: now the question is, was it open? And did you see his Ebenezer?
2: Well, it's Gonzo' nose. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. friends all time i'm in his pants (laughs) (laughs) deleted scene (laughs) oh my god someone photoshop that (laughs) and send it to us at hey now hey now on instagram but yeah that is literally the reason why clara married him i think really yeah honestly if there was hinge in the 1800s my bio would be I'm looking for a guy with a front fly opening and at least five shillings in his bank. <laughs> you know, it's, I think
3: that's fair. I think that is fair. Yeah, I mean, you've set the standard.
2: But <laughs> most iconic outfit.
3: Oh my God. It has to go to the bookkeeping staff at Scrooge's office. So as you know, Bob Cratchit, who is Kermit the Frog.
1: I just want the day after. Please,
3: <laughs> and um, there's a load of rat workers <laughs> with him. I don't know if, how how else to describe them. They're
2: like Rizzo's cousins, basically.
3: Yeah, <laughs> twice removed. There is an amazing scene where Bob, on behalf of the rats, is asking Scrooge to kind of heat up the office. And Bob Cratchit says, "You know, the workers and I would like to have an extra shovel of coal for the fire." <laughs> and then the rat, the workers are like.
2: Yeah, we can't do the bookkeeping. All our pens have turned to Inksicles. Our assets are frozen.
3: (laughs) And then Scrooge says, how would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? And then suddenly, for like no reason, all the rats have changed into kind of like... Changed their
2: tune. They're like, oh no, we're hot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we're
3: we're so warm. And they're wearing these (laughs) kind of like Hawaiian, like tiki outfits and are all like heat wave this is my island in the sun <laughs> <laughs> they are incredible literally everyone's wearing hawaiian shirts they've got lays around their necks they've got like flower crowns some are using like big palm leaves as like fans <laughs> and they're like "Woo, yeah we could not be any warmer <laughs> It's amazing. I love a quick change.
2: I am obsessed with a quick change.
3: So, um, they absolutely deserve most iconic outfit.
2: They also deserve a daiquiri with a little umbrella.
3: Yeah, but maybe that's made with like rat milk. So, like a rattery.
2: <laughs> oh, this is my island in
3: the sun. <laughs> So next up is Best Musical Moment, and there is no shortage of catchy tunes in A Muppet Christmas Carol. You've got up-tempo tunes, like It Feels Like Christmas, and slower ones, like When Love Is Gone. Honestly, this film is a roller coaster of audio emotion.
2: I know. I love a Christmas musical.
3: I really love the Scrooge song <gasps> at the beginning.
2: Here comes Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> so
3: literally it's the whole town basically singing about how shit scrooge is Mm. and it's funny because he's kind of while they're singing the song he's kind of just walking around past them
2: Mm. like he's
3: got ears he can hear you dissing him guys be subtle about your hatred for him
2: yeah he's got money he can put you in pneumonia prison (laughs) (laughs)
3: like yeah no that song it's it's basically it's second only to all i want for christmas is you Mm. like it's the perfect festive song to belt out in the shower
2: honestly why has mariah been at the top of the charts for all these years
3: yeah i want to see the singing vegetables at the top of the charts
2: definitely if michael buble wants my respect he needs to do a cover of this song
3: (laughs) i could see it yeah i could totally see it
2: i think a really cute one is the one more sleep till christmas when Kermit is like walking through the town, yeah, apparently that took ten muppeteers to like help him walk.
3: no way, yeah, okay, if there is nothing creepier than seeing a muppet with legs,
2: oh my God, Are it's we... like
3: some things you just shouldn't see, and a muppet with legs is one of them, true, like it nearly put me off my mince pie, <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on nearly. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: worse than Rizzo. <laughs> but it's so cute. And he's got this really cute, like, shooting star in the background, which is something that they put in every Muppets film. Yes. And this one was a particular little tribute to Jim Henson. Of
3: course. Aww. Very, very cute. I also love, and this is barely even a song, but it happens at the Fuzzy wig Christmas party. <laughs> and the Swedish chef makes an appearance. Um, Rizzo and um, Charles Dickens walk over and Rizzo is like, hey, look, a buffet. <laughs> and the Swedish chef is standing in front of two kind of silver cloches, And he's like, foodie, doody, He takes the cloches off. And underneath there are two bunches of singing grapes. And they're like, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it. It's, it's so cute. And then Rizzo has a line after he's like, Ah, forget it. Mother always taught me to never eat singing food. <laughs> a good rule to have.
2: Yeah, I also love in that scene, like, you've got Animal who typically in Muppet films plays the drums and he's like, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah.
2: Like, he's a real, like, rock guy. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, okay, start the music kind of thing. And he's holding his, like, drumsticks, like, you think he's going to play the drums? And then you just like, <laughs> yeah. Taps the triangle, (laughs) it's like ding, and it all goes into all this beautiful music. I was thinking like, imagine going through a breakup in like the 1800s, they like drop a bit of Beethoven and you'd be like, what an emotional time.
3: (laughs) But here's a question for you. What is Mozart's birth (laughs) town?
2: Salzburg, Austria.
3: If anyone has listened to episode one of Hey Now, Hey Now, you would also get that. So well done, guys. It's
2: Christmas time. That will probably come up in Trivial Pursuit with your family. So yeah. Thank us later. <laughs> yeah. So I think best musical moment has to go to the banger that is It Feels Like Christmas.
3: It's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire.
2: <laughs> Christmas spirits. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: And it's sung by the ghost of Christmas Present, who is this, like, terrifying giant. He's just a bit forgetful, isn't he? Yeah. And there's this amazing part where you see this kind of, like, school choir of pig boys. And um, they're all kind of singing and playing in the snow. And then one just gets literally punched in the face with a trotter. And his face all scrunches up. You know, you imagine, like, a puppet's face just getting scrunched up in a ball. It's like... "Ah!" (laughs) <laughs> and it drops to the ground because he's been punched. It's so funny. It's kind of like a blink and you miss it moment, but it made the film for me.
2: It's such a good song. Driving home for Christmas. Chris Ria is my favorite Christmas song, but this is like, you know. It's
3: a close second. It's a
2: close second.
3: It's in the giving of a gift to another, a pair of mittens that were made by your mother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want some mittens made from my mother.
3: I would love a pair of mittens.
2: She's knitted me socks before. <gasps> so.
3: And a... Um, A little sock for an iPad, right? Yeah,
2: an iPad cover.
3: So good. She She is
2: like a Scandinavian dream.
3: Yeah. It's getting Getting warm.
2: warm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we're going on to best quotes.
3: And I'm going to kick us off with one. (laughs) It's in the singing of a street
2: corner choir. (laughs) <laughs> Such a good song. We need to start from the start. Of course, um, it's when Rizzo and Gonzo are selling the apples, and uh, they're like, "Christmas apples, we got Macintosh. <laughs> Get your Christmas apples, red, delicious. Toppence a piece while they last. They won't last that long the way you're eating them. Hey, I'm creating scarcity. Drives the prices up." <laughs> Yeah, Steve Jobs probably, like, passed Gonzo a few uh, shillings <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say that, didn't he? <laughs> Give me some advertisement wherever you can, please. Yeah. You know, obviously Gonzo is introducing himself as Charles Dickens. Yeah. My name is Charles Dickens. And my name is Rizzo the Rat. Wait a second, you're not Charles Dickens. I am too. No, a blue furry Charles Dickens who hangs out with a rat? Absolutely. But Charles Dickens was a 19th century novelist. A genius. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> Why should I believe you? Well, because I know the story of a Christmas carol like the back of my hand. Prove it. Alright. Um, there's a mole on my thumb and um a scar on my wrist. <laughs> from when I fell off my bike. No, no, no. Don't tell us your hand. Tell us the story. <laughs> so good I love a film with a bit of narration and Gonzo and Rizzo are like my spirit animals
3: amazing uh, also I'm sorry he's blue and furry how are you seeing a scar on your hand and a mole on your thumb
2: <laughs> it's Gonzo
3: yeah <laughs> uh, it's getting warm <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Rizzo, I love when Gonzo uses him to clean the window to look into Scrooge's workshop. (laughs) And um, Rizzo just says, Thank you for making me a part of this. (laughs) I mean, the two of them have so many amazing moments. Like, when they first arrive in Scrooge's past, Rizzo goes, That was the worst trip of my life. And Gonzo says, well, it's over now. And Rizzo goes, Yeah, safe at last. And just behind him, you see this cat staring at him like, <laughs> And <laughs> they start fighting, and he's like, Hey,
2: I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> I love that Rizzo is just so in disbelief that Gonzo, what, well, Charles Dickens, knows what's going to happen. Yeah. In every scene. How do you know what Scrooge is doing? We're down here and he's up there. I told you, storytellers are omniscient. I know everything. Hoity toity, Mr. Godlike Smarty Pants. To conduct a proper search, Scrooge was forced to light the lamps. And then the lights come on. How does he do that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. And like the bits as well where it gets really scary. And Rizzo's like, boy, that's scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? <laughs> nah, it's all right. This is culture. <laughs> <laughs> it is culture. The narration is fantastic. Why are you whispering? It's for dramatic
1: emphasis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's no surprise that, like, Rizzo likes to eat either. And there's that moment where Gonzo spots Rizzo spitting some fruit out of his mouth. And he's like, say, do you know that fruit is wax? Oh, yeah, I wondered about the texture.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now, they are not the only couple who have amazing dialogue. We are also blessed with Bob Cratchit and his wife, Emily, played by... Herbert the Frog. Mm -hmm. And Miss Piggy. (laughs) Well... (laughs) That was supposed to be Miss Peggy, but she has a cold. There's a scene right at the end after Scrooge has changed his ways and he's gone round to Bob Cratchit's family house to kind of be like, look, I'm going to give you a big promotion and I want to spend Christmas with you. He's kind of playing them a little bit. He pretends that he's annoyed that Bob hasn't turned up for work on Christmas. Bob Cratchit, I've had my fill of this.
0: And I've had my fill of you, Mr. Scrooge!
3: And therefore, Bob Cratchit... And therefore I'm about to raise your salary.
0: Oh, and I'm about to raise you right off the break Pardon
2: <laughs> Pardon <laughs> Pardon <laughs> <laughs> So good. So
3: she is great. She is like literally about to fight him in the street on Christmas Day.
2: Yeah, they do that when they're like toasting as well. Yeah. You know. I think we should give a toast to Mr. Scrooge. That evil brister <laughs> is just, like so <laughs> mean about him. Like, Belinda and Bettina are like, (laughs) oh. Meanwhile, Tiny Tim's being a little angel like, I'm so cute. (laughs) There's one really iconic moment. The one part of the film that just gives me so much joy. (laughs) Rizzo is like obsessed with jelly beans, right? Yeah. Remember that bit where he's like, there's two things in this life I hate. Heights and jumping from them. Too late now. Come on, I'll catch you. And then he falls to the ground and he's like, oh. You know, on the snow.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, wait a second. I, I forgot my jelly beans. Um, And then he goes through the gate and joins Gonzo back on the other side. And Gonzo's like, you can th- fit through those bars? Yeah. You are such an idiot. <laughs> anyway, we've established that Rizzo loves jelly beans. Yeah, Rizzo's like to Gonzo, jelly bean? I had them in my pocket all along. And Gonzo's like, oh. What? And this is an awkward pause with Gonzo just staring in disbelief and Rizzo quickly kisses him on the nose. He's just like... (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It's so cute. It just comes
3: out of nowhere. He's just like... (laughs) (laughs) It's so
2: cute. Apparently that was like improvised and it was just so...
3: So great. They just kept it in. So
2: crease they kept it in, yeah.
3: I love that.
2: I know. Look, this whole film is quotable, so maybe we should just go to one best quote
3: Yes, I think best quote has to be awarded obviously it's to Rizzo and Gonzo again. Um when they are stood watching Scrooge from up on top of a lamppost and Gonzo's attempting to light the lamppost but instead he lights Rizzo's tail and Rizzo <laughs> notices after after too long It really is, his tail is lit for like <laughs> quite a while and he sees it and he goes Hey, hey, hey! Light the lamb, not the rat. Light the lamb, not the rat. <laughs> <laughs> and Gonzo just pushes him down into an icy bucket, and he just freezes. But hey, got the job done.
2: <laughs> Best quote sure.
3: for sure.
2: Anyway, should we go on to our favorite part of the podcast? Can we discuss?
3: Well, here's something I want to discuss. How can a rat survive all of these like
2: near-death experiences? It could be the warmth of the fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay so now we're going on to can we discuss and oh, i think we should do this um by the warmth of the fire oh yes Oof, Oof. Oh,
4: much yes. better so good.
2: london's so cold today seriously i
3: know what is going on
2: what are toes you know <laughs> So we know the whole point of the story is that Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by the three ghosts of past, present and future. And when he's with the ghosts of Christmas past and she's like, there was, of course, another Christmas Eve with this young woman
1: (gasps) some years later.
2: And Ebenezer's like, oh, please, no, do not show me that Christmas. Because obviously he doesn't want to see himself breaking up with Belle. Yeah. And I was just thinking, are there any Christmases you've had where you like you look back on and you're like, okay, I wouldn't repeat that. Oh my
3: God, countless. The one I remember is me getting so jealous that my lovely cousin Josh was picked to be the host of the like electronic weakest link board game <laughs> that we had one year because I wanted to be the host that I locked myself in the bathroom and was having a strop. I must have been in there for ages because at one point my aunt was like leaving and she knocked on the door be like Bye like hope you feel better and she obviously thought that I was like stuck on the toilet like something hadn't agreed with <laughs> me because I'd been in there for like, half an hour do you
2: know how they could have got you out of the bathroom what they should have just opened a tin of Quality Street and you would have come running oh
3: my god that is so true
2: mm, these green triangles oh. and you'd have been like <gasps> you would have forgotten everything
3: <laughs> yeah oh I love Quality Street Pani
2: would have been faster than Rizzo being chased by that cat <laughs>
3: Side note, what's your favourite quality street?
2: Oh, I love the purple one.
3: Oh, mm. interesting. Yeah. yeah. it's I love a chocolate with a nah, nut? Yeah. My personal favourite is the pink fudge. Oh, okay. Oh, it just, oh it's just always good Oh nice. And it's one of the ones that like some people don't like, so they'll leave it.
2: And I'm like <sighs> A Christmas that I kind of regret is um well a Christmas that I look back on and think, Wheosh. <laughs> Let's never repeat this. <laughs> was This was pre-pandemic. So um, come like 9pm, you've had a few festive drinks, okay? The Baileys has been flowing by this
3: point. Oh, yeah. Prosecco and, in the morning. Yeah.
2: My brother was like, can you cut my fringe? Just get this and just do a little trim. And usually I'd be good at something like this. Very steady hand. Can do like the barber's clippers for my dad and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was like, can you cut my fringe? I was like, like like okay um settle down (laughs) literally so he's got like lovely no, not long hair but you know he can do stuff with his hair yeah and his fringe is long enough but it was growing a bit over his eyes so i pulled it right down so it's like by his nose yeah and i want to say i snipped it really far away from the top and it went ping (laughs) (laughs) and went above his eyebrows just like a long line and we were like "Ah!" (laughs) and he was like you will never cut my hair again and I felt so bad. Oh, my God. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening. But thankfully, he's got that kind of hair where you can put some product in and just swoop it back so he didn't need a fringe.
3: Right. That's so funny. No, never pull it down like tight <laughs> when you cut. I've seen many a like a YouTube video <laughs> oh, where, no. where girls think that they can cut a fringe in and it's just like way Disaster.
2: above. Oh, yeah. my God. It's well, OK. So, so if I've got any Christmas advice for you, do not cut anyone's hair after a few drinks <laughs> as tempting as it might be <laughs>
3: <laughs> now speaking of ghosts of christmas past
0: mm-hmm. what
3: the hell is going on with the ghost of christmas past puppet i am terrified of it
2: it's awful apparently because obviously i mean <laughs> the green screen in this is something it's to...
3: questionable yeah at best
2: and apparently the way that they got the ghost of christmas past to look all like floaty and like They filmed those bits underwater with some sort of puppet to get like the swoopy motion. Yeah. Because she she does float in the air like she is underwater.
3: Yeah, no, I see that. But it's like, it's a Muppet that looks like a human Child, mm. It's like pink with this really, really scary face.
2: Because originally the ghosts of past, present and future were going to be played by the Muppets. So we yes. we're going to have Miss Piggy. We were going to have a Muppet called Scooter, who wasn't in this film. Yes. And then there was also going to be Gonzo. But they made Gonzo the narrator and they yeah. made Miss Piggy Mrs. Cratchit. Yeah. I kind of would have preferred it if the actual Muppets had played it. It would have been maybe a bit more funny. Imagine Miss Piggy turning up like,
1: I'm gonna take you to the past. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no i would have loved that and because it kind of would have made the muppets more of a central character i was expecting to watch this film and, and have kermit be the main character mm. but he's really not it is it's michael kane and gonzo really so yeah having them as the actual ghosts would have kind of made them a lot more integral to the story but obviously they chose to go against that and create these demon muppets <laughs> to replace them like the ghost of christmas past is honestly terrifying it's like this victorian girl who's been dead for 900 years yeah and then the ghost of christmas future is this kind of like huge grim reaper creature with like really long spindly arms and the worst part is he doesn't say a word in the whole film he's just completely silent yeah it's so scary i think if i watched this when i was younger it would be enough to traumatize me. That and seeing Kermit with legs. <laughs> it's like on par.
2: Oh my God. Obviously, Ebenezer's gone from his humbug face to his, um, now I'm going to make sure I really love Christmas and, you know, I'm going to be really kind to everyone and bring lots of festive cheer. And um, in the final scene, he goes up to Dr. Bunsen, Honey Juice, you know, it's like the little green guy with no eyes but glasses. And then. Yeah. Bickle, 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 bickle. That's kind of what he's like, you know, he's kind of like, pardon me, gentlemen, but about the charity donation you asked for me yesterday, put me down for, and he whispers in me. Yeah. That much? Not a penny less. And then they don't know what to do. So like as a gift, Beaker gives Scrooge his red scarf. Yeah. And I'm just like, a gift for me? And he's like, this scarf is so thin. That is not getting for you the Victorian winter. I'm sorry. (laughs) It
3: doesn't even wrap around his neck.
2: No. It's
3: like, great, that's going to keep my Adam's apple warm. I know. I mean, I get it. You know, it's the thought that counts. But I would just prefer the money.
2: Yeah, there is nothing worse (sighs) than a disappointing Christmas present. (laughs) Dr. Bunsen is one of those relatives. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't know me at all. Why have you got me this?
3: Literally, it's not even new, it's used. Oh,
2: if you don't know what to get, vouchers.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Talking about gifts, Scrooge gives all his bookkeepers a gift in the office. Like yes. a nice little basket with a red bow and like inscribes, Dear My Bookkeepers. Yeah. And in the baskets there's coal. Throughout the whole film, they're like, please give us coal so he's doing that but then people who have watched this like reviewers of this film over the years have been like uh why is he giving them coal because it's not well known that if santa brings you coal on christmas day it's because you've been Been
3: naughty yeah it makes sense but also boots gift card
2: (laughs) (laughs) your old boots or something
3: and also, the fact that his big gesture is something to keep them happy while they're working. Like, no, I don't want something for when I work. I want something that I can use in my own time. Ever heard of HMV?
2: Oh, here's a raw turkey and some coal. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I'm... all go and have a party. Well, this turkey's going to take five hours to cook. Thank you. Yeah. And also,
3: can you host it at your house? Like,
2: what? You've turned up on my doorstep,
3: brought like literally the entire town that is not okay poor Cratchit. so shall we move on to trivia
2: mm-hmm. if you pass me a jelly bean
3: what <laughs> okay here we go my first question to you how many shillings does scrooge give bean bunny for getting the prize turkey for him
2: is it five yes god bless us everyone Really? Woo-hoo! Woohoo! damn
3: <laughs> how much is five shillings um i'm gonna look up five shillings um
2: <laughs> five
3: okay so right 20 shillings makes up one pound so five shillings is what 25p
2: so you're telling me that in the victorian times
3: a prize a turkey? turkey
2: was 25p <laughs> like i'm sorry they wouldn't even sell that in little.
3: No. That's insane. Whoa. Ugh. Inflation, man. Oh, my God.
2: Imagine if someone from the past came to this day and age and we were like, oh, my, my rent a month is £850. Yeah. They'd be like... Ugh.
3: That is, do you want to know how many shillings that is? Yeah. 17,000 shillings.
2: <laughs> 17,000 shillings per month. <laughs> bills included. Do you know how many turkeys
3: you could buy for that? 3,400.
2: <laughs> 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 Very quick math. Rachel Riley, watch out. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Okay, my question to you Rizzo at one point in the film, falls down the chimney and lands on what?
3: Is it like a roasting goose?
2: I'm going to give you that point. It's a flaming hot goose. God bless us, everyone. Yay! And Gonzo's like, you have all the fun. (laughs) Ow! I know. Also,
3: like chimney dust on their goose. Like, they're supposed to eat that in a minute.
2: Charcoal, like char-grilled.
3: Yeah. Meh.
2: Meh, it's the Cratchits. <laughs> it was the 1800s. I know, I know, I know.
3: Right. Um, can you tell me the exact name of where Scrooge had his first job?
2: It was for Mr. Fozziewig. Yes. Oh, but what was the name of the place? Oh, at the Rubber Chicken Factory. God bless us, everyone. The Old Rubber Chicken Factory. Ah! <laughs> I I love a
3: good rubber chicken.
2: Yeah, but what are the Victorians doing with that? Is that a booming business?
3: I think they were the first sex toy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kermy! Oh, (laughs) slap me with that rubber chicken. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. God. Okay, my question to you. Bettina asked her mum. Bettina! summer mrs cratchit um if she's crying again yes what does mrs cratchit blame her tears on
3: oh is it like the uh, was it like the steam of the cooking or something (laughs)
2: Hamburg. no um she says oh no it's just the the lamplight
3: oh it hurts
2: my eyes
3: well i'm sorry what Light makes you cry. What? Well, because
2: obviously the lamps weren't electric, were they? It was like a flame in the lamp. Yeah. So, like if the smoke came out, it would just be, Oh, uh, you know, I see. The smoke from the lamp.
3: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, on the subject of the Cratchits, our favorite family. Mm-hmm. After the death of Tiny Tim. Mm. Sorry to bring it up again. Bob comforts his family by saying that life is made up of what and what?
2: Um.
3: Let me do it in the voice.
2: Life
3: is made up of... Hmm and hmm.
2: past and present
3: (laughs) no meetings and partings
2: oh oh yeah oh i
3: know and he's kind of so like matter of fact he's like look people come and go this happens
2: do you know what this film is very like deep really philosophical if you look at it just like it's explaining the meaning of life to you
3: Imagine like someone's got a tattoo on their arm that says life is made up of meetings and partings and underneath that it says come at the frog <laughs> 1800
2: <laughs> 1843 wow um okay my question to you the ghost of christmas present said how many brothers had come before him because remember Ebenezer's like wow that's a big grocery bill
3: oh is it 900 <laughs> i Oh. Double that.
2: 1,800. No way! Yeah.
3: Maybe half a point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, half a point. <laughs> Wait,
3: I don't have a sound effect for that. Nah, oh. Forget it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, well, on the subject of brothers, how many brothers and sisters does Rizzo say that he has?
2: Oh, my God, like
3: 1,654? <laughs> i Oh, no. 1,274. Oh! Not far, but still a lot of brothers and sisters left to go. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine having that many? Oish. Oish. Christmas would be tight.
2: I know. Hope <laughs> <be> you like cheese. Maybe <laughs> like tap water. <laughs> a thimble of tap water? Yeah, it's all I can afford you. <laughs> um. Okay. Ebenezer Scrooge, he hates Christmas. He said if he could work his will, every idiot who goes around saying Merry Christmas. Would be cooked with his own turkey and buried with a stake of what through his heart?
3: A stake of something through his heart? A stake of wood? Candy cane? Hamburg? <laughs> <Gums. laughs>
2: Delicious. Um, no.
3: Holly. Oh.
2: Ow. Ouchie.
3: I know. Oh, I don't love that. Yeah, that hurts me. Mm. <laughs> okay, here's my final question to you. When Fred is playing charades with Clara and his friends and he's trying to make them guess Ebenezer Scrooge, mm. he refers to him as an unwanted creature mm-hmm. and they all kind of take their turns Guessing what this thing might be. Yeah. Can you give me one of the incorrect answers that Clara gives?
2: A cockroach. God bless us, everyone. Yes! Oh, oh. That's
3: right. She says, not a rat, a leech, or a cockroach. <gasps> Ebony's a Scrooge! And they're all like, yay! Yeah! And Scrooge is in the corner like, what
2: the hell, man? Like, imagine. <laughs> they'd
3: be like, Cole. Oh. Although apparently Scrooge thinks that's an amazing gift.
2: <laughs> 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 I hope you're like being disowned is what it feels like. Damn. Okay, so here's my final question to you. Mr. Cratchit wants a full day off on Christmas Day. Yes. What does he say will cost a lot of money to Mr. Scrooge? He's basically trying to persuade Ebenezer for the day off. Yeah. And he like knows that money gets to him. Yeah. So what does he say will cost a lot of money?
3: Is it the coal for heating the office?
2: God bless us, everyone. Yes! Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> That's me putting out the coal.
3: <laughs> well, you know what? I think for my first viewing of A Muppet Christmas Carol, I don't think I did terribly.
2: I think you did absolutely amazing. And I want to do what Rizzo did to Gonzo <laughs> On your nose. <laughs> oh! Thank you, Emily.
0: You're welcome. Anyway, I think we should leave this podcast by using a Miss Piggy
1: impersonation and just saying thank you so much for listening.
2: Oh, my God, this really has my...
1: <laughs> we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and tune in next week because we'll be discussing the Grinch. <laughs>
3: um. Also, but before you go, please buy our Zoe's Spry Collection. Bye. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously guys We have collaborated with the amazing British illustrator Zoe Spry Once again on um, a bunch of amazing Christmas cards Gift wrap, notebooks that are perfect stocking fillers Like these are incredible And they're all based on movies that we've reviewed on the podcast Everything from Mean Girls, The Parent Trap, Princess Diaries Parent shop again.
2: <laughs> yeah, and this isn't one of those independent businesses where you're like, come on, where are my gifts? I paid for these two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you order it and they'll be with you same week.
3: Talk about next day. I mean, Zoe, if you're listening, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I literally made an order at 3 p.m. one day and by 10 a.m. the following day, they were in my hands.
2: Exactly. She
3: is Incredible. She might actually be Father Christmas.
2: She does love the colour red.
3: And I've never seen Santa and Zoe in the same room before. Oh my Oh my god.
2: And she does worldwide shipping. (gasps) 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, like, if Santa is stuck because of COVID restrictions, Zoe, she can step in.
3: Yeah, and if you don't order from her an independent business, then you are gonna be in the naughty list. It'd be like cold. Uh, so make sure you get your orders in now, before Miss Piggy sits on me. Too late! You love it when I sit on your face.
0: You talk, you crazy. <laughs>